This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And now after years of planning, sweating, and going broke, here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. And alert the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belial. Track drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, sir. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music, nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to 11. 11, exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. It's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey Podcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you... Start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots? Ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Boots and Whiskey Podcast. As always, I am Jim. I am your host. Today, we have a different kind of episode. We don't have an artist. We don't have a radio DJ. We don't have a whiskey distiller. We don't even have a whiskey brand. What we have is something very unique. We have a... Country radio salesperson from right here out of Boston. The wonderful Allison Sawhill is joining us today. She is in sales for Country 1025 here in the city. Um, I feel like I could say that because she mentions it. So, um, you know, it was great to talk to her and get some insight about the country radio world that isn't from a DJ's perspective. Um, we are going to have a DJ on here soon. Your next episode I bring you will have a radio DJ. But So this is awesome how we can see the difference in perspective, right? And especially in different markets because our DJ that we're going to have on is not even a Boston DJ. But Allison has some great insight. I really hope you enjoy what she is going to bring to us here. Um, God, it was so fun to talk to her and so insight. I could have talked to her all day, 
Um, but unfortunately, we both had our <laughs> respective things to do. Um, but Allison, thank you so much for um, coming on the show and talking to me and doing what you're doing. Like, it's absolutely incredible. Um, but most importantly, Allison, thank you for being a friend, not only to me, uh, but to the show. I greatly appreciate it. Um, but before we get to Allison's conversation, as always, American Grit and Grace, Rowdy Roads, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, um, Afterglow Boutique, thank you all so much for your love and support. Um, at, you know, it's, it's greatly appreciated. So without further ado, Allison Sile. Hello, Allison. Hi. How are you? I am excellent. This is so exciting. <laughs> oh, you, I can't even tell you how exciting it is for me because, you know, you're, you're going to be the first of what I'm hoping is many um, country radio conversations. Oh, very exciting. Um, yeah. You know, because, you know, when I started this, you know, and I tell everybody about this, and I'm sure people that listen on a regular basis are so sick of hearing it, but, um, you know, I did this to kind of start promoting local artists, and mm -hmm. then, you know, the local scene, you know, is just that, it's local, so there's only so much, <laughs> so much to talk about, and, um, you know, so I started to expand it, and, you know, opening it up to Nashville artists and Texas artists and, you know, artists from all, wherever, you know, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's kind of good. It's kind of nice to circle back around and talk about, you know, the, you know, the stuff going on at home here in Boston. Um, so that's, that's why I'm excited for you to be here. And I would love to hear from you and what you're doing and how you're doing and what your role is in all of this. And, that's where I'm going to leave it. And I'm going to let you go and I'm going to inter interact as the questions come up. Okay. Well, well a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Nope. No pressure <laughs> at all. None. Well, I am so grateful and super excited to speak with you. Um, I've never had this kind of opportunity to talk about something that I love so much, which is country music and working with local media radio stations. Um, that is where I've spent my entire professional career, working for radio stations. And um, I help local businesses promote themselves and do whatever they need to do, whether it's finding new employees or recognizing a success or, you know, selling widgets out the front door. So, you know, whatever they need to do is what I'm there to help them do. And um, it's the type of industry that, there's no gray area. It's black or white. You either, you either love it or hate it. And um, <laughs> clearly I'm pretty good at it and I love it because I've been doing it for a couple decades now. <laughs> <laughs> and I've actually spent half of my career at Country 102.5 here in Boston. And that has probably been one of the most exciting times for me because I've had the pleasure and privilege of watching country music really evolve and explode in New England, which yeah. is truly unique. Um, um, just from like a, a sales perspective, when I first started with the radio station, I would introduce, and everybody did this, we would introduce ourselves by the radio station call letters, WKLB. 
because there was a large segment of the business community and just people at large who were like, mm, I don't know if I like country music. It, right. was, it wasn't a mainstream mass appeal product here in New England. No, not at all. And now, fast forward all these years later, I lead with Country 102.5 and everybody says, oh my God, I love that station. And yeah. everybody has a story. And one of the things I love to ask, and I'm going to ask you, yep. is um, for people who may not have grown up with country music, you know, mom and dad played it, or perhaps um, you were, you know, raised down south, you know, in an area of the country where it was a more popular program, you know, more radio stations, it wasn't, you know, kind of this boutique thing. I always ask them, what's the song that brought you into the format? Oh, are you asking me? I am. Oh, holy shit. Um, So I'm I'm going to piggyback on this a little bit. I'm going to give you a really long answer. Okay. Um, and I only am because what you just said is absolutely perfect. And I don't know if you've listened to any of these episodes before, but I tell people pretty much that exact story you just told all the time about how country music here in this city, in this area of the world is really a new, I don't want to say a new thing, but a newer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Growing up, it wasn't country music for me. It was the Beatles. It was Led Zeppelin. It was um, Aerosmith. You know, it was all those kind of guys. <clears throat> and um, I'll never forget, Garth Brooks came out with the first double live album in what? The mid, mid to late 90s, when, whenever that was. And, you know, I was probably, you know, 11, 12 years old and... My dad's side of the family always listened to the old school country music, the Hanks, the uh, Johnny Cash, the um, Johnny Paychecks, you know, the, the originals, right? Mm-hmm. And going to family functions, it was torture for us because we didn't, we didn't like that kind of music. Um, so I remember my parents had bought the Double Live Garth album and my father played it pretty consistently for somebody that didn't like country music so long story short I would I wouldn't say it was a song I would say it was an album that brought me to country music you know at that point um and then you know as I grew up I listened to different things but the but the artist that brought me back to country music um I had saw I don't know, probably 10 or 11 years ago now, um, you know, at a, at a smaller venue, you know, probably less than a thousand people, um, you know, practically a no-name artist uh, by the name of Eric Church. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whoever heard of him, right? <laughs> right. And now, you know, and I'm so psyched to say that I was able to see Eric, you know, in his first album, on his first real kind of tour, and, you know, now to see where he's gone, it's been, it's unbelievable to me. Um, so, like I said, long story short, it would be Garth Brooks, it would be Eric Church that got me into country music. That's terrific. I love that. Yeah. It's such an interesting um, awakening, I think, for people, because, um, you know, I've worked for other 
different radio station companies and stations and formats. I've, you know, I've had the privilege to work with just about every format throughout my career. Mm -hmm. And I did spend a lot of time in classic rock and the classic rock persona, you know, you had mentioned, you know, some rock bands that you were into before discovering country. If I, I find through my own personal experience that if you were really a rock person, it's harder for you to get there for some reason. Um, I think people who are more or, or brought up with a pop lean because there is, you know, a certain beat or even rap and hip hop because there's the storytelling element, which yeah. you also find in country. Yeah. Um, I think sometimes they discover it a little bit earlier. Like rock people are like, Ugh, rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. You know, and it's funny because like I, I, I bust my parents' chops all the time because, you know, my dad and my mom, they love the Allman Brothers. They love Leonard Skinner. You know, they love those Southern rock bands. And I said, you know, that's country music now, but 1977. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and my dad, I was going on, I'm like, it is, like, it is 100%. Yeah. You know, and, <laughs> and, you know, you know, now with doing this show, like, my father has come a little more open to the country music scene. And, and he's like, you know, this, is, this isn't too bad. And it's like, no, it's, it's actually fun. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's great. It's so fun. Um, how you, your own personal experience and passion will just, you know, become infectious to those around you. I did the same thing with my parents, you know, once I yeah. started um, you know, being exposed to it more and talking about it more. Um, you know, now they listen to country stations. They never did that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. You know, and I find it's, you know, and I, I, I told you off the air that I might push you a little bit. And if whatever you don't want to talk about or can't, I totally understand. Right. Sure. Um, do you find, you know, cause I talk to a lot of independent artists and, you know, they have a hard time breaking into country radio you know for a lot of reasons right and I think your station and some of the other stations in this city do a really good job at trying to especially for the local guys and girls you know getting them on the air you know cruiser at your station does really an impeccable job with highlighting the local artists with her local catch I think that is absolutely fantastic yeah she's really become a champion for the local community she, she really has and you know i can't tell you from you know some of these solo artists that are coming up to you know some of the bigger you know acts in the area you know every conversation i have you know a lot of those guys and girls you know really talk about how carolyn has really helped pushed them and it and it's awesome um so what do you think it is or why do you think it is that it's so hard for these independent artists that are really, really good that they, you know, can't get on these platforms to make, to explode them in a way that, you know, a Zach Brown or a Kenny would explode because of the machine behind them. Is that really what the crux of it is? Mm, I think it's a more complicated answer. Okay. Um, I can share a couple different thoughts that, you know, you could consider for this. Um, I mean, radio stations are now more and more of a business. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, most of them are publicly traded. Um, you know, you've got some of the larger radio station groups that own hundreds of country radio stations and they're programmed out of 
one guy's office. So the, the nuances of connecting with them is a lot more challenging now. Absolutely. But on the flip side, I would also argue that with the technology that we have today, you providing a platform for people to share their voice and their story and, you know, artists being discovered on Instagram and YouTube, there's, there's a lot more opportunity to be seen and heard. So those, you know, those truly gifted and talented individuals and groups do have a larger stage until they're discovered by a major label or, you know, a serial company loves the song and wants to use it as a jingle, you know? (laughs) Right, right, right. Now, you know, you, you have set this all up perfectly for me and I appreciate you because I don't come in with any questions like pre-written down. Um, But with that being said, have in your career, you know, now, you know, you, you have a healthy career. Um, Would you say social media and, you know, that, like like you just said that that thing of whether it's TikTok or YouTube or Instagram and these artists being able to throw their stuff out there for the really for anybody to digest has that hindered country radio at all No 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 I actually think it's helped it Oh because, no kidding because so just using um Country 102.5 here in Boston as an example Every radio station is programmed with a certain formula Mm -hmm. and the formula is created for the unique audience that we're in. Okay. So so New England is a little bit better educated. We are statistically a little bit older of a market. If you look at our median age, I mean, yes, we've got, oh yeah. I mean, we've got a bazillion colleges and tons of young kids and we all know that. But if you were to look, statistically at the population, we are an older population. I mean, we had settlers for cry out loud. <laughs> right. You know? True. So True. It all started here. Folks, exactly. Is, is what we're saying. Okay. Exactly. So, you know, we have a, you know, we have a purpose to deliver the best product we can to the marketplace that we serve. Okay. And while we are not breaking some of these artists that, you know, you are highlighting and that you are able to showcase and that cruiser is able to showcase in her capacity, you know, we're not saying, Hey, let us help you get a record deal. That's, that's not our role, but what we are able to do to support them is what cruiser has created with the local catch program. Um, I have worked with other, um, you know, fellow marketing agents, in the media world who will create programs and bring these artists to our venues. You know, we have done showcases at major concerts for them. So the social media and the hard work that they do allow us to discover them. And in the, and in the capacity that we are able, because again, we can't just put anybody on the radio if it doesn't necessarily fit the, the, the format and right. the formula to be a successful and beloved radio station in our marketplace. And every marketplace is different. Oklahoma right. is different than California, which is different than Boston. Right. Um, so this, you know, to 
bring this back down, you know, to your question, the social media and all that helps us discover them and it helps us find a place to support them, whether it's to be interviewed by Cruiser, to be a part of one of our shows as an opening act, to um, for us to hire you at a client venue. I mean, there's things that we are able to do. And I think yeah. the social media has given them that platform to be discovered by us. That's, you know, and it's fascinating because, you know, I've had no, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and I, I kind of, I don't want to say I talk shit, but like, there's sometimes I'm not thrilled with country radio, right? And, <laughs> and, and being in my position, that's, that's tough because, you know, I try to listen to everybody. I try to see, you know, now that you say it about, you know, the programming, you know, you know, Country 1025's programming list, as, as similar as it is to other stations in the region that I can get, um, it's different too. And now that you say that, it's very interesting to, to know that, right? And to hear the differences, you know, even if it's just a song or two and how, how that shapes the whole, the whole set, right? Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and, and there's a lot of thought that goes behind it. I mean, over the years, you know, I've had conversations with different programmers and I'm always in awe of how thoughtful we are. Um, mm. For example, there's programming by season. There's, right. prog- there's programming by mood. You know, you're sure. not, you're not going to hear something that's super melancholy at 8 a.m. Right. <laughs> because right. that's, that's totally going to be a downer. <laughs> yeah. This ride sucks to begin with. And now I get on to this crap. <laughs> exactly. You know, yeah. you want to hear, yeah. you want to hear things. And, and, and I always use the term surprise and delight. You know, when you turn on the radio, you want to be like, oh, cool. And, you know, it gives you a little spring in your step or it, you know, it touches your heart at the right time. The, the, the lyrics are supporting you through maybe a tough day mm. or they're cheering you on. You know, it's Friday. Woohoo. Weekend's coming. Right. You right. know, you can, you can do this. We're almost there. Exactly. And yeah. people don't really think about it. They just think it's this box that shoots music at their ears. And it is. But there's a lot of careful thought and planning to be part of every person's day. You know, there's, it's not random. Right, right. Gotcha. That's so fascinating, you know, because like, I'm, I don't want to talk too much about competition, right? But I live closer to a, I live closer to Rhode Island. So I, you know, tend to get those stations a little better. Um, and it's, and it's fascinating to see how different like a Providence country radio station is to 1025. And now that you say it, it makes a lot of sense. Like, mm-hmm. and that's, I think I'm really caught up on that and how much it makes sense now that I understand it. Um, and, and I, that's, you're, you're talking about Cat Country, WCTK, and they are a terrific radio station. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to say. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. I mean, that's, they are, they are a, they are a terrific radio station. If you are a business in that area and you're interested in using a country radio station, um, while I don't know their, their staff personally anymore, I actually used to, um, we, when I was at a classic rock station in Providence that no longer exists, we worked right across the hall from them. 
And that was actually the station I was listening to when I became hooked on country music. Huh. No kidding. Mm-hmm. That's funny. That's interesting. That's and awesome. It, and it wasn't and it wasn't on purpose. So here's yeah. a little a little peek into how um, radio sales and radio marketing used to work back in the day. We would be instructed by leadership to monitor other radio stations. So we would know who was advertising, what they were doing, what their commercials sounded like. And that made us more educated and more informed when we would talk to our clients and prospects. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. So everybody had to take a turn. And when I tell you, nobody wanted to monitor the country station. I mean, (laughs) nobody, because it was a classic (sighs) rock station. These were all older guys like rock. Right. Um, So I would end up taking it all the time. Because I was a young, new female radio salesperson. Right. And in the beginning, I was, you know, not really jazzed about it. But over time, there was one song, like I said, I always ask everybody that question. There was one song that captured me and I was in. I was in forever. So what was that song? That song was Tim McGraw, Indian Outlaw, because it was really upbeat and bouncy, and I was a pop girl. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you, so I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. we talked about it a little bit at the beginning. What do you think it is, you know, being in the, being in, being in the industry, you know, in like, in a, in a really different capacity than anybody else I've talked to, um, what do you think it is that, or what happened here in Boston, New England, that, that brought country music to the forefront, you know, in the capacity that it is here? Because it's, you know, it's, it really is bigger than, you know, and I explain it to people and they don't get it. And like, I think about it and I don't get it either. <laughs> <laughs> but what, you know, being in the industry for the amount of time you have, what, what, what would you say? I have my opinion and I'll, share mine after you share yours, but what do you think it was that brought country music here to New England to the, to the rate it is? Well, one of the things that's really unique about our area and um, I kind of describe it as, you know, a small child with their arms folded. <laughs> we make, we make you earn it, you know, yeah, yeah. Nothing, nothing's a gimme. No, 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 nope. no. Prove to me why I should love you. Prove to me why this is the best cup of coffee, the best hamburger, the best artist. Prove it to right. me. Right. So we, you know, we don't just jump right in. And um, what I think is, um, I think there's a couple important touch points. Um, one is 2006 when Carrie Underwood won American Idol. Mm-hmm. I think that was a really important mass appeal pop country look that that kind of started that page fast forward a little bit you've got um, Kenny Chesney with stadium tours kind of becoming the new Jimmy Buffett it was fun it was a party and then for here in Boston I want to say it was um I want to say it was 2012 ish when um Jason Aldean did concert at Fenway. That was the first country artist at Fenway. So from 2006 to, you know, 2010, 12, you had this growing momentum. So Keith Urban married Nicole Kidman, you know, oh, you've got, you know, celebrities, Sizzle, um, 
I can't remember who it was at the time, but there was um, a female country artist who was the voice and the image for um, Sunday night football. Now it's Carrie Underwood. Um, so you had a lot of these pop culture mass appeal things. They were um, country artists were now being seen on magazines, um, in commercials, featured in TV shows, movies, which broadened their scope. So again, back to this toddler with the arms folded. Now everybody around here is going, huh, there really is something to this. Maybe I will give it a try. And those that were, because there's always been, you know, hundreds of thousands of people that loved country music, but they were a little bit quiet because it wasn't popular. Right. Now it's popular. And these people are now the cool kids because they know all the artists. They could say, okay. hey, have you checked out Reba? And don't you know about Garth? You know, right. re- really dipping back into the classics. So um, to, to put a bow on this, I think it really started in 2006 with Carrie Underwood and American Idol. And then it kind of swept up till I want to say it was 2012 when Jason Aldean headlined Fenway. And at that time, Country 102.5 was the number one radio station in Boston. That's when we won a CMA award. Everybody went to Nashville. I mean, it was really this nice sweep of success. And now everybody was playing. There were other Boston radio stations that were playing country music now. Everybody kind of got it at that point. They were like, shoot, this is amazing. And we got to get in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I credit, you know, me personally, I credit Kenny for a lot of it. And Mm -hmm. only because I think that's my own personal journey. Um, You know, I'll never forget the first Kenny show at Gillette I saw. I was one of those arms folded. I didn't want to (laughs) go. I went, I went kind of kicking and screaming. And then I got there and it was like, holy shit, this is like a lifestyle. This Mm -hmm. isn't just about the music. This is, this lives in your soul. And you like, you saw that. Um, so that, that for me is what, you know, really catapulted me into, into the stratosphere of country music. And then it, you know, it made me start listening to other, other people. And, you know, when I started dating my wife, you know, she was all country all the time and I started listening to it even more. And it's, it's, it's been crazy. It's been absolutely insane. Um, so I need to ask you Mm -hmm. and because it's because it is a country radio question how is it and why is it that some of these artists that are big in certain parts of the country and selling out arenas and stadiums and you know have hit records on Spotify and iTunes and all that why can't we get some of those artists here to Boston at a rate that you know my own bias I think we should um, just to clarify, is this, is this like a, a ticket price question or is this just, why don't they want to come here? Why don't they want to come here? Like why, why is it, you know, a Cody Johnson of the world who's, you know, got a great double album selling out stadiums in the South and in the Texas area and doing all this stuff. Why, do, why can't we get that sort of huge band down there here? Um, again, I think there's probably a couple different things in, in play for this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it breaks my heart to say this, but, um, sadly at the end of the day, all of this is a business. Yeah. And if now there's all these, um, you may follow media base, which is, um, you know, kind of like the record reporting song chart, <clears throat> excuse me, of 
country music. That's the source they use. You know, there's, there's all these different tools behind the scenes that Mm -hmm. radio stations use and record labels use to see what is happening and how radio stations are embracing songs, um, how individuals are embracing songs. So it's album sales, it's downloads, it's shares, all of this, you know, data that's in the sky and all the permission that we give with our phones and computers and the tickets we buy. So there's so much information and they use all of that Mm -hmm. to make decisions. Now, not to say if a, a bar in Boston was willing to pay an artist to come, they might, they right. could, but there's also a real yin and yang of the artist wants to come where they're going to be loved. Okay. There's, there is nothing worse than playing to an empty hall. Right. Total bummer right. because right. Right. They, can, right. <laughs> they can, you know, they can sell out, let's say, you know, 5,000 seats in Austin, Texas, but maybe they can't yet. And yet is the most important word in this sentence because again, New England is that little toddler with the arms closed. Mm -hmm. There may not be enough data and enough fans to, to support a 5,000 seat arena yet. So it's not worth it for that artist to spend the travel book. You know, there's a lot that goes behind that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, from my experience and from your own personal experience, like with Eric church, they will come around. They really will. If, if they're good, they will come around. It's just sometimes not when we want them. Like perfect example. Um, I'm into, I'm into Walker Hayes these days. I just, (laughs) I just, I follow his, I follow him on social media. I think his family is so sweet and he's not coming to new England. He's not. It's really it's, no. It's not on his tour. He is. He is touring close to home now. Maybe that's a personal decision to stay close with his family. Yeah. Maybe that's a financial decision. You know, he just had his first number one. He is about to catapult. So while it bums me out, I probably won't get to see him anytime soon live. I know he's coming because that machine, that energy, is working in his behalf. So eventually, he is going to come up here, but just not yet. Right. Right. Yeah. It, and, you know, it's funny you say that because I'm a big Whiskey Myers guy. And, um, you know, I know they had come here a few years ago, you know, and played at the Paradise and same kind of thing. Like it was half empty or half full, depending on how you want to <laughs> look at it. And, you know, they're going on a pretty big tour and their closest stop is Long Island. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can't just drive two more hours. Like, please, <laughs> you know, but like, it's that sort of thing. And you would think, you know, some, you know, a band like Whiskey Myers, who has been featured on Yellowstone and how big Yellowstone has become. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's another one of those things where they'll eventually get back here. Yes, absolutely. You know, because they, they're going to have to, you know, or not, maybe not they're going to have to, but I, I want them to. Right. <laughs> you know? um, and yeah, that, ex- that exposure on Yellowstone, I mean, that's, that's huge. That is giving them a global platform. Right. Huge. Yeah. You know, but, you know, it, it, you know, and I, I kind of, you know, I kind of say it, you know, and I, I think you said, I think you said it, I think you danced the dance really well with your, with your response to that, you know, cause I'm, I'm a little bit more bold and I told people my thoughts and opinions on why, 
you know, certain artists don't come here, um, which we could talk about at a, <laughs> at a different time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's crazy on how, how that whole machine works. Um, so let me ask you, when, when a band or an artist or a tour comes through, right, and mm -hmm. we see, you know, kind, you know, featured by or presented by or, you know, sponsored by Country 1025, how does that whole thing work? Is that your department? Do you handle that sort of thing? Nope, that is, those are actually conversations between artist management, label management, and um, program and marketing directors at radio stations. Oh, okay. So some shows and artists that will come through will want to work with one particular radio station. Um, typically, it's the bigger station because that gives them a larger platform for exposure. Sure. Um, some will come through typically artists that are very well established being spun on multiple stations, maybe even crossovers, you know, on a, like a mix or a pop station. Yeah. Um, those artists and, um, you know, management teams, both on the label and artist side will make a decision to what they call make it a neutral show, meaning everybody can be here. Everybody's a part of this. Nobody owns, and I'm air quoting, nobody owns this show. Right. Okay. So it's really a decision behind the scenes of, you know, what makes sense at the time for the artist, for the management, for the label, and for the radio station. Um, from my experience, we always love to be the exclusive partner. It really allows us to wrap our arms around a show do a lot more, um, you know, raise them up, bring in clients, you know, to help support that and have that experience. Um, but at the end of the day, that's really a conversation that's on the artist side of the table of what gotcha. they, what they believe is the best strategy for their brand, their artist and their tour. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So, huh. And, and I, I'm sorry if I'm pushing, pushing you to, 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 um, answer questions you don't want to but you know I feel like these conversations are good for my artist friends that are trying to build their brand and get to places on how to connect with with the proper people um, so I, I appreciate you kind of diving into that a little bit um, so in your time at Country Radio how how easy has it been or how hard has it been for you to do your job as well as you have based solely on, you know, the connection you have, meaning, you know, is it been easier because country is a bigger thing to be able to do your role and to sell and that sort of thing because of the exposure recently? Um, sure. Obviously, if everybody wants the product you sell, it makes it easier to sell it. Um, you know, my role is, is fairly challenging because there isn't what we would call inbound, meaning, you know, there's some organizations where, you know, the businesses will come to you. Yeah. It is my role to go out and identify businesses that I think I can help. So, 
having a more popular product and I, I have, I've sold some little teeny weeny radio stations throughout my career. Um, and it is, it is a lot more fun and it is a little bit easier when you have a radio station that people recognize and even better when they actually listen and like it themselves. Right. You know, so like I talk to a lot of businesses too, right. To try to, you know, do kind of what you're doing, but not on a, not on a, a level you are. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so is that kind of how it works where you'll go to a business and say, Hey, what, what, where, what are your focuses? What do you need help in? So on and so forth. And, you know, here's what we can do to promote that on the station itself. Is that pretty much what you're doing? Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, the, the most important piece is to understand what their goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they trying to, you know, sell sneakers? Do we want, you know, to sell takeout meals on a Tuesday, trying to hire new employees? Are we just trying to, you know, get a message out for a brand new app that's coming into the market? So depending what their specific goal is, I will, you know, kind of look inward and identify the tools and the opportunities that I can offer whether that's, you know, commercials on the radio station, you know, perhaps it makes sense to work with one of our brand ambassadors, our live and local DJs, you know, they can um, endorse a product and support a product. We've got a really robust digital services department. You know, some people just, you know, want to do that. They think, you know, being, you know, digital and retargeting and all of that, you know, which is, you know, kind of a, a new form of advertising over the, you know, over the last few years throughout my career. So depending on what their goals are, we find the proper tools and tactics to make sure that they can get the job done efficiently, effectively, mm-hmm. and within their budget. Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, now does that, does that also encompass like whenever, you know, an on-air talent promotes something or is that something totally different? Um, that would be, that would be something special. Okay. Um, because they, they, <clears throat> as much as the music really is the product, our, our ambassadors, our DJs, our local personalities, you know, they are really, you know, kind of the, the star on the tree Yeah. for yeah, that. Sure. So, um, we try to keep that something special, you know, it's, yeah. it's typically going to be a little bit more expensive because, and it actually has to have the right organic lineup. Like we've all heard DJs on radio stations hawking something and you go, really? Right. right, you, right. Really? You use that product? Do you now? <laughs> <laughs> but to keep the integrity of the radio station and our personalities, you know, we try to be very thoughtful with that. Right. And, but that is, you know, that is really a, a unique and special opportunity because now you've got somebody who is trusted and loved in the marketplace mm-hmm. talking about your business, you know, come on right. into Joe's pizza shop on Tuesdays where it's two for one slices. You right. know, that's powerful. Right. Especially, you know, I'm sure there's plenty of people that would be like, Oh, well, well, if you know, so-and-so is saying, saying Joe's pizzas get specials on Tuesday, so-and-so might be there on a Tuesday. So I might, you know, run into them kind of deal. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, I could see that being, being a, being a kicker for sure. Um, so I know you, and maybe I'm getting this wrong, but are you doing your own kind of thing too, outside of the, um, country 1025 promotion thing, or are you 
strictly doing this and that that's what you're doing? No, I work for, I work for Beasley media and, um, country one or 2.5. They are, they are my employer. Yeah. Um, I think what you're referring to is the, um, the Instagram account that I created. And, um, I did that to provide another channel of communication. Okay. And, you know, again, this is everything, everything is moving. You know, I'm constantly right. learning. I'm, I'm doing my best to evolve and to be available to, right. to businesses. So, um, I kind of challenged myself this year to, um, share more business content, more content about country, more content about radio to help open the door. You know, I wanted to put out that welcome mat for mm-hmm. somebody who I might not discover while I'm driving around in my car or while I am, you know, prospecting to find new clients I'm able to help. So I thought this could be a great new avenue. And I wanted to really just kind of put that welcome mat out that if this is something you're interested in, I'm hopefully going to give you something that's helpful to learn, might help your business. And if you wanted to reach out to me directly, you could. Nice. You know, and I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate everything you've done on social media and how much you share our stuff, you know, at the Boots and Whiskey podcast and the, and the likes and all that. Like, it, it means so much to me that you do that. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. You are putting out a great product. And you Thank and you. I, I appreciate that. You and I are both supporting the same thing. And yeah. I am very much of the mindset and the heart where I, I'm supporting my people. Yeah. You yeah, know? absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's funny you say that because, you know, not to get too much into it, but like there's, there is people in places that are easier to, you know, work with, you know, and, and that's nothing against anybody. It's just the nature of the beast. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I can't tell you, you know, I, I, I truly, truly appreciate everything you and the, and the, the guys and girls at 1025 do because you know I'll tag people from the stations and I'll get likes and you know I can't I can't tell you how much that means to you know somebody like me who is <laughs> you know more or less a, a a guy from central mass that is you know trying to spread the country music independent country music word you know New England and across you know based on my Spotify numbers the other day, apparently the world, um, which is <laughs> so exciting. Yeah. But it's like strange, you know, it's like, Oh, I'm in, you know, people in nine different countries are listening to a podcast that just started in September. That's, that's interesting. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, and it's cool. You know, it's like, huh, maybe there is a reach here that I'm just, you know, naive to. Um, but you know, I, I appreciate everything you've done in the, in the personalities um, station has has done so I thank you for that well we thank you because again we're all we're all working towards the same thing yeah yeah you know, su- supporting the music supporting the artists supporting the businesses you know in our community we're we're all doing the same thing right right you know and it, it's a, and it's a unique situation I feel like I'm in and like it, it's tough you know because it's like you try not to have a a bias or a favorite, you know, <laughs> you know, but like it, sometimes you just do, you know, you just, you know, and, and I think it's mainly because of 
those organic interactions that were created, you know? Sure. Um, so it's, you know, it, I try not to, but you know, we're human, right? Exactly. And you know what? I think, <clears throat> I think that echoes perfectly with, you know, the country music theme, like yeah. throughout my career, there's always one group of artists who are grateful and loyal and kind and it's country artists. They thank country yeah. radio. They are happy to meet every fan. Right. And, you know, not to speak ill of other formats, no. but I did not have that same experience when I was in a rock or a pop format. No, you don't. You know, I think you're absolutely right. And, you know, I think anybody that has other, you know, perspective other than country, country music, you know, you see that, you know, you don't watch the Grammys and they say, you know, thanks to rock radio, like that doesn't happen. Yeah. Or thanks to pop radio, it just doesn't happen. You know, country music has its own night, you know, mm -hmm. rock and roll doesn't have their own night. Right. Know, maybe, the, maybe the hall of fame, but even the rock and roll hall of fame is and nothing against these people, you know, inducts Jay-Z and, you know, NWA. It's like, that, to me, that's not rock and roll. That's rap music. That should have its own hall of fame, right. you know, but that's again, my bias, right? Um, but, it, you know, it's so, it's so crazy and so weird, you know, how, how that all works and plays out. Um, you know, it, it's, I tell people all the time, country music is a family. Mm -hmm. um, you know, everybody, you know, if you love Keith Urban, you love Eric Church. If you love Luke Combs, you love, um, you know, oh God, I, there's so many, uh, Ashley McBride, not, you know, I'm saying that because last night was absolutely incredible. Um, but by the time this comes out, this, that last night will be, you know, <laughs> a week away. So, um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, you know, I tell people all the time that country music has become my extended family, you know, and, and the relationships I've built are my, you know, I tell all of my guests after having a conversation, you're not just a business relationship or whatever, you know, you're my friend. I can't tell you how many text messages of people I sent out on Thanksgiving saying happy Thanksgiving and the responses I got, you know, and the conversations I've had even, even off the air and even you and I, even before all of this, you know, mm -hmm. and I, I, I take our friendship more seriously, you know, regardless of, you know, the, the business side of it, you know, I, I consider you my friend first and foremost, and the business stuff just, just happens. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's, that's how I try to treat everybody and, and do this thing. But I love that. I'm, I know you have a super busy day and I thank you so much for, for being a part of this show. And oh, thank you. You know, it means the world for me to you to take the time out and being my first country radio, um, industry person to be on the show. I couldn't have picked a better, better one to do that with. Well, it is truly an honor and I'm so excited. I'm so excited to watch your continued growth with this podcast and, you know, the artists that you're supporting and, I have no doubt that you are on your way to the top and it is really going to be my pleasure to watch you get there. Don't, don't put so much pressure on me, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Think big. You've, you've, got a, you've got a family of country fans supporting you. Yeah. You know, I, you know, not, not I, you know, as an only child, my wife would tell me, I like to talk about myself a lot, but like, you know, this, 
this isn't really about me. You know, it was, and it started to become bigger than me. And it's, um, it's really, you know, fulfilling to see that. It's awesome. It really is. You're doing good yeah. stuff here. Really good. Um, so I needed to ask you, cause I ask everybody and you're no different regardless if you, you know, don't play guitar or <laughs> sing in a band. Um, yeah. Nobody wants to hear me sing. <laughs> I need, I need to ask you my two questions. My two go to every show gets these questions. Your, if you have them, uh, cowboy boots or I'm sorry, cowgirl boots um, of choice and whiskey of choice. Those are two staples that we need to talk about. Oh my goodness. Um, I actually don't know the, the brand of my boots. Um, I have two favorites one I got in Texas and one I got in Nashville, but I honestly don't know who makes them. And, awesome. but I love them. They're my absolute favorite. And every time I wear them, people just, you know, ooh and ah because they are awesome boots yeah, i love my awesome. boots um and let's see whiskey i'm actually a clear liquid girl so um, just water <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i do like i do like water but um for a spirit in a you know cheersing moment i would probably <laughs> i would probably lean towards like um, a tequila or a vodka, um, you know, something like that. Okay. Um, I've, my palate has not become sophisticated enough for whiskey. I continue to try and someday I'm sure I'll get there, but um, I'm still in the little girl clear alcohol lane. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, whiskey for me has only been within the last year. You know, I'm going to be fully out front with that. Um, I was so against it. You know, my wife and I went to Nashville for our honeymoon and she's like, you're going to have Jack. We're in Tennessee. And I'm like, bah, bah. and <laughs> you know, this was like three, three, we've been married three years. So three years ago and I tried it. And I was like, nope, this sucks. And um, we went to not to plug anybody, but we went to barrels and boards and Stoughton Norton, wherever the hell it is. It's in that area. And you know, that's their thing is whiskey. And we were out with a bunch of friends and it was whiskey flights everywhere. And I was like, well, I'm not going to be the lame ass that doesn't have whiskey at a whiskey bar. And it kind of like catapulted me into this like world of like, I need to try every whiskey and bourbon available. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Like it, it was like from zero to 60 overnight. It was like, you know, but now it's like, that's my drink of choice. And I don't know if it's because of the feeling I get or don't get that other things would give me, but I love it. I love it. And then, you know, so for you, just so you know, next season, we're going to be doing in-depth tastings and reviews and filming them. And so you'll, you'll get to see a little more of the whiskey world next year. Oh, that's exciting. I love yeah. to learn. And you know what? I'm sure I will find and discover something from your recommendations for me to try. And I'm excited to do that. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to say out loud, but there's going to be some local distilleries from Massachusetts on. So. Oh, exciting. Just, just, just for a little, you know, a little business opportunities, possibly. I don't know. Just, just for you to keep an eye out for your own career. Awesome. No that's, <laughs> that's exciting. Oh, I love yeah. that. I love yeah, that. I'm, a, I'm pretty psyched. I don't want to talk too much about it, but. 
you know how it goes. I do. <laughs> well, Allison, thank you so much. I'm, I'm sure this was way longer than you wanted it to be, but I appreciate literally every moment of this conversation. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure and a joy, and I honestly cannot thank you enough. Oh, thank you for having me. I look forward to more things that you're doing and seeing you out there in the real world. We'll go to a show together soon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, last I knew we had, we, we had a date, you and I, <laughs> yep. you know, not too long ago and that I'm hoping that date is still on. Oh yeah. And now okay. I, I, I'm very hopeful that 22 brings us a lot more opportunities like that. I think, yes. I think we're going to get back to a more normal pattern yeah, for music and shows and all that good stuff in 22 and you know what the best part of this our date coming is it's What's the that? day before my birthday ah that is amazing so i've already taken the next day off good um my wife already knows that she is driving home <laughs> it's it i you know i'm gonna be there in official capacity so i can't get too crazy but it's still my birthday <laughs> i love that that is gonna be amazing <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I, again, I thank you for that opportunity too. Like that was super huge of you. And, you know, we'll talk about it more as it comes. But, um, you know, I, again, that's, that was so nice of you and sweet of you guys to, to include me. So I appreciate that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're, we're all in this community to support each other and we'll have a yeah. little fun while we're doing it. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to make you have whiskey that night so just 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 saying all right i, I will give it a go i can't okay. i cannot take responsibility for what the, <laughs> the shape my face might make <laughs> at that moment but i promise i'll try we'll go easy we'll go easy okay <laughs> okay all right well allison thank you so much enjoy the rest of your day thank you so much thank, thank you. you take care you too bye bye well there you have it um my conversation with allison sahill of Country 1025 sales, country radio sales. Awesome. What a cool perspective, I think. I think, you know, I really hope you enjoyed our conversation because it gave us quite the insight, I would say, to everything and how everything works and how markets work and in everything that goes in it, you know, especially in a market like Boston. It's very unique here, like Allison was talking about. Like, we, we make you earn it. And you know what? I think... We have made country music earn it here. And, you know, it's if it wasn't for people like Allison and 1025, this this podcast sure as hell wouldn't be wouldn't be a thing. So Allison, the rest of the um, incredible men and women at 1025, thank you all so much for being such a friend of the show and you know, a, a big part of why I do this. Um, so thank you for that. Um, as always, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for the social media love. God, it's awesome. Instagram, TikTok, killing. Um, I'm really thinking of, this is more of like a, probably me talking to myself, but I think I'm getting rid of Twitter. Um, let me know what you think about that, but I think I'm going to get rid of Twitter because, I don't know, it's just a pain in the ass, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Um, Facebook, I'm loving still. Um, trying to, I'm going to try to think of something new for Facebook. Um, season two, you're going to see YouTube. So get ready for that. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. So, you know, until next time, keep the boots on the ground and the whiskey in the glass. Good night, everyone. Thank you again for tuning in.